Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Well, kid, how are you getting on? How's the old lad getting on? Hold your wish. Your man up the road is some header. A head like a well-slapped arse. Get your lighters, five for the year, though. I hear. Would you be well? That fella. If there was work in the bed, he'd sleep on the floor, huh? I tell you, he's some dose. Pure, clean, rotten. Your man is some langer. We'll learn him. We'll learn him. You bleeding tick. Tis your man. He's bleeding massive. I'm a busy mom. Hello, hello. Welcome to this little podcast I like to call Tis Yourself. And my name is Nicola Burden. How are you doing? What's the crack with you? This is episode 15, the last episode of season one. And I can't believe it. I actually can't believe that I've gotten this far. It's been, wow, 15 guests have signed up and spoken so openly to me amazing people have shared their stories and we've had the crack and we've had some laughs and we've had some tears along the way and already I've got three amazing guests lined up for season two and haven't even started it yet so that is amazing to me and got some we've got a little following going on here and you know everyone's been so good and obviously this week especially if you follow me on instagram it's just tis yourself um and we've been doing a little competition to win a pennies voucher so if you're listening to this today on saturday um and i might extend it into sunday go quick check it out i'm giving away pennies voucher i'm giving a sisterhood journal away some treats some sweets some beauty bees bits some beauty bits so go 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 and check it out and you still might be on my chance to win it um season two won't be long off just going to take a little break and get some recordings in the bag and then i will be back with that and we can get some more celebs and some more interesting people on to share their stories but looking at today's episode today's guest is my first guest on this podcast coming all the way from the united states of america coming from california chat we chatted from dublin to california i was in my bedroom he was outside on the road beside a 5g tower so COVID conspiracy theorists are going to be up in arms about this, I'm sure. <laughs> and we were chatting. Oh, we had great crack. We had such a laugh. And unfortunately, he had back-to-back interviews that day. I would have chatted to him for another four hours. I'm pretty sure he would have chatted for another four hours. Um, but unfortunately, he had someone after me. So it's a nice little episode, nice and short. So you'll get this in on your commute if you are back in the office or back in the hotels which open this week or if you are getting ready for the pubs reopening and you're walking in and out this is a nice quick one so you might get time to scroll back and get another episode in so who is it who am i talking to well the man himself jerry o'connell he is in oh, look, so many films at this stage you know what i mean he's been in um jerry Maguire. He was in Stand By Me, which a lot of people will know him from. On TV, he was in Billions. Uh, he's been in Drunk History. What else has he been in? He's been in Carter. 
Um, he has been in uh, Big Bang Theory. Uh, back in the day, he was in the TV show Sliders. He was in a film called Fat Slags. And I really wish I'd asked him about this, but I didn't see it beforehand. <laughs> I would like to know what that was about, Fat Slags. May have to look it up from 2004. Uh, he was, uh, some of you might remember him from Kangaroo Jack. I'm not going to tell you what I remember <laughs> because I ask him about it you will hear it a little bit later on in the episode and of course you will also know he is married to Rebecca Romine who was in X-Men and so many other stuff and she is currently starring with him in his new film which is called Endangered Species it also has one of my favourites in it Philip Winchester who is played uh, Peter in SVU he was one of the ADAs so if you're a fellow SVU fan you will know him from that Um, and I just watched it this week it's set in Kenya um, anyone who knows me personally will know I've been to Africa a couple of times. I've been to Uganda. Um, I went over there with Trokora and went to a refugee camp there for a few days and it was absolutely incredible. And then a couple of years ago, I went to Namibia and I volunteered in an animal sanctuary there for a few weeks. So this film was breaking my heart because it's set, in, it's set like on a safari where things go bad. I won't give too much away, but it's a fa- an American family who go over to Africa to go to Kenya to do this like life-changing safari. And it is life-changing, but... I won't say what happens, but for me, it was just like, oh my God, seeing the beauty of Africa, you know, seeing the, seeing some animals, uh, like all that. It's just, oh, breaking my heart. I had planned to go back to Namibia and then hopefully to Botswana um, in 2020. And then this little thing came along. It was just this tiny little thing. It was called COVID. So I don't think I'm going to 2021 either, but I will be back. But for me, watching this, I was just like, I'm having a little sob before I even got to the storyline. I was like, dudes. I haven't even been to Kenya, but it's stunning and I really want to go and I want to go to the Massamara and stuff like that. But anyway, I caught up with Jerry about the film, obviously, which he's in with Rebecca um, and he got to bring their twins along when they were filming, which was during the pandemic. And we chat about that and we then turned the conversation to what I knew him from. <laughs> and of course, with a name like Jerry O'Connell, there has to be some Irish link, hasn't there? <laughs> oh yeah. hello what's up how are you how are you look at us all zoomy and modern <laughs> where are you in the world this is my endangered species uh green screen backdrop <laughs> <laughs> kidding i'm uh, uh this is uh actually it's at a park down the street from my house yeah this is at a park down the street from my house um, because there's a 5G tower right there and uh, it gives me the best uh, service. Otherwise, I have to try and fight for Wi-Fi with my children in my house, yeah. which we will always lose because they've got to make that TikTok. They have to. You know, it's very important. They have to do it. They have to. Right when I'm doing all this endangered species press, they've got to upload that TikTok video. Super important. Have they got you making TikToks yet? You know, I've made a couple. I honestly, I feel too old to be on TikTok. I'm, I'm sorry. I know everyone's joining it, but I feel like if you're um if you're over the age of if you're over a certain age i don't want to get in trouble you shouldn't be like i shouldn't be out there doing tiktok dances you know it actually you know uh, you know uh, it's something my daughters are on i don't want all like 47 year old men doing dances and stuff like that's and i know it's like you can choose who you follow and stuff i just think you know Guys like us, we should stick to, you know, 
making films in Kenya and I don't know, golf or going to the pub. <laughs> Just those habits, not dancing around like blinding lights and all that. <laughs> like, really? Am I really going to like go on TikTok and like, and like emulate a dance that someone one quarter my age is doing? It's not. I, honestly, I'm pretty sure there are laws against that. <laughs> and you're just so busy anyway because you've got all the other stuff going on. So you just don't have time for TikTok. No, I have all the time and I'm not busy at all. I, I should be doing TikTok. <laughs> I mean, that would be uh, probably a more, I'd probably be making more money. I I should. I could be an influencer. I could, uh, you know, take pictures of myself sitting poolside doing dances. Showing up, doing poses, doing, doing makeup tutorials. I mean, there's a whole thing I could like, get involved in. I would love to see Jerry's makeup tutorial. That would be iconic. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> um, sadly, sadly, it's not coming anytime soon. I'm too busy doing all the press for endangered species. Yes, I watched it today because I, I only got it today, and. Um, I love Africa. I've been there twice now. And it was just kind of making me sad because I can't fly anywhere. So I'm just like... I know. I know. You know, it's so funny. I had never been to Africa until we made endangered species and everyone was like, oh, you're going to love Africa. You're going to love Africa. It's going to change you. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it really changed me. (laughs) Yeah, it does that, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it it changes you. It changes you. It changes you. You're just different, you know? I don't even know if you can put it into words. You just look at the, uh, somebody said, I, I, I said this, I said this to my dentist actually, who, uh, who's, who said it to me. And I said, uh, it just changes you. And, um, my, my dentist said, when, after you come back from Africa, you look at the world completely differently. And my dentist was absolutely right. You just look at the world differently. Yeah. The first time I went, I came back just before Christmas and, you know, going from people who have like very little and they're so happy to coming back to the consumer lifestyle. It was like, Oh, you know, there's that also just, uh, just in terms of uh, the power of nature there, it's, uh, Mm. Um, it's just, um, it's just unparalleled. I I don't, uh, I, I just, I'm sorry to be quoting my dentist, uh, in, uh, (laughs) highfalutin, um, uh, um, you know, media piece on endangered species, but my dentist was absolutely right. Once you go to Africa, you just see the world differently. Yeah. You know, which is why doing endangered species was so great. You know, our writer director, MJ Bassett, um, really her projects are, you know, while they are, um, you know, genre, I guess you'd call them, you know, I mean, MJ has a horror background and and an action adventure background. Um, they do, they do have a message, you know, and there's, there's an environmental message in endangered species. It's, uh, it's really cool. It's not just a horror movie. It's not just a, a safari gone bad movie. There's a message there, you know? Yeah. And you do see that even the subtle thing, like without giving too much away for people who haven't seen it yet, but you know, the, the, when the van gets into trouble and the glass, you know, the, they were bringing in the glass bottles of water instead of the plastic bottles of water and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just the subtle as well, bigger images, but it's an important message. Actually, shout out to Kenya. I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, you might have to do some journalistic digging. I'm pretty sure Kenya has uh, stopped single-use, I think they have a single-use plastic ban there. So oh, those water bottles, brilliant. Yeah. 
So those water bottles, those glass water bottles, they are glass water bottles there, you know? Yeah. Do not quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure they have something close to a single-use plastic ban in Kenya. I'm pretty sure. Did you get to bring your kids over as well? Because obviously both your back yes. were there. You know, oh, amazing. Injured species in the middle of the pandemic, you know, um, no one had... I mean, we had been on lockdown for uh, five, six, five, six months and um, more. Uh, we had been on lockdown for coming up on seven months, six and a half months. And uh, endangered species came about. And, um, you know, I, I it was actually offered to my wife and I read the script and they were going to hire, you know, sort of the, um, my character, they were going to hire a, a locally, you know, someone from South Africa. And I said, let me go play this. And they're like, let's make this a pandemic adventure. And, um, they said, yes, you know, I mean, th thank goodness. It was also great to work with MJ Bassett. MJ Bassett, our writer and director is, a dream just and because MJ has also you know mastered every genre horror action adventure oh my god MJ worked as a like as like a nature documentary photographer early in her career I mean this is like this was the perfect storm for an MJ Bassett movie and um it was just a great time and and uh i think people are going to really enjoy seeing it yeah like the the scenery and everything alone just in the opening few minutes you know when you're just kind of going oh my god it's so beautiful it's so vast and you know well it's so crazy too just shooting in africa i mean you know i, I you know not to disparage North America where I've shot a majority of in my career, but like, if you want, like, let's say a picturesque shot in you're shooting in North America, no offense to North America, love North Americans. I am North American, but, um, you know, you usually drive around and you're on a location scout and you go, Oh, there's, there's a mountain. Maybe if we shoot here, you know, and then you drive around, you drive around. Oh, look at this tree. Okay. You go work in Kenya. You literally wake up, you walk outside your, uh, your hotel and you go, wow, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful view I've ever seen. Let's shoot the scene here. And then maybe you turn around to go back to your car to get something and you're like, no, 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 hold on a second. We're going to shoot here. This is the most beautiful <laughs> scenery I've ever seen. I mean, I don't have to tell you, you've, you've been to Africa. It's just... Um, I, I, I'm, and also, it's so interesting for me to work with different crews and like, you know, I've been acting since I was a kid, so I've always been around a set, you know, I've always worked with crews. I love crews. I love that sort of team experience. Man, those Kenyan crews are so awesome. They're so awesome. Oh, it was so cool. We were just in the middle of the bush and... I, I will never forget. We were in the middle of the bush and we have a, like a big, uh, like a chase scene, a, a car scene, which took about a, a weeks to film, you know, and we were shooting at night and it was a little scary because you'd hear rustling in the bushes and you'd be like, uh, <laughs> hope that's, hope that's one of the friendly animals. Hope that's one of the, hope that's a gazelle. <laughs> oh, pretty please. Let it be an Impala. Pretty please. Um, but, um, we were shooting there and we were doing, we were driving around in Jeeps and I was in a cool Jeep and, um, 
it just stopped. The Jeep just broke. And I was like, uh oh, like this is going to be. Uh, this is this is going to be it for the night. We're not going to shoot anymore. You know, we were shooting with this Jeep driving around. And man, a team of mechanics came out, popped the trunk up, boop, 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 boom, fixed it. We were running. We were shooting again. It was just so. Kenya Cruz were awesome. It was just such a fun place to shoot. I I just can't wait to go back. I can't wait to go back, and I can't wait to go back there and and work again. It was a really fun experience working there and sharing with the um, uh, sharing a work experience with the. Uh, on the other side of the world. It was just, it was just gorgeous. It really, it, I, I mean, I know it's like a theme and I keep saying it, but it really changed. It really, it, it really not only changed me, it changed, changed my whole family. I can imagine for the kids, you know, as you said, you've grown up around different sets and been different locations. The kids must've just been, this is a completely different world to what they're used to. I mean, it was just also, um, you know, going on safaris with them. It's just, we've just never seen anything like that. You know, I mean, I mean, look, uh, not to disparage large theme parks, you know, here in the United States, <laughs> we love all them and we love rides and we love characters that come out. You take a photo and, you know, it's a lot of fun. Um, but um, uh, it's just so special to take your family to, to, to be able to experience Africa with your family. It's just, it's, um, it's, uh, it's just, it's just overwhelming. It's a, it's a completely different experience. I'm guessing it's a different experience than what the family in the film have, which, you know, they're, they're similar. They're heading over as a family trip. Uh, doesn't exactly, we won't give too much away, but doesn't it go plain sailing? <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Well, listen, if you're making a movie, I mean, it's got to have a hook like that. It's a safari that's gone bad. Um, and, uh, you know, everything's got to start off fine, and then it ends up not being fine. Um, it was really, it's also really fun to play a bad guy because, you know, my wife is in the film, so I get to really torture her uh, without... You know, <laughs> feeling the repercussions of, uh, you know, what a spouse would feel if he treated, if they treated their spouse uh, as poorly as I treated my wife, who was portraying a character. I, you know, it's for, it's for the movie. It's for the mise en scène. It's for, <laughs> it's for the scene. You don't have I to sleep on the couch afterwards. <laughs> I, I was acting. That's how good I am as an actor. Yeah. I hope you were scared. That means I was doing a good job. You did surprise me. I uh, your character, I the twist with your character kind of went, "Oh wait, now what?" Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, that's MJ Bassett. MJ Bassett just knows how to make uh, a genre a film. I mean, also throwing <laughs> throwing nature. I mean, that was that was also what's what's incredible too. You know, typically you get someone who's such a good genre writer director as MJ Bassett. You know, let's that maybe nature would be their not their strong suit. You know, but um, it was also impossible to complain about any sort of like conditions in the bush because MJ is the dirtiest and just, you know, in the ground the most, you know, I mean, uh, it was, it was a great experience top to bottom. I, I really hope people enjoy it. 
Yeah, no, I think they will. And it'll definitely give people like some, you know, travel lust, wanderlust. They'll be all mad to go somewhere, you know, they can see real. Yeah, that's another funny point is that it's a real, I mean, it's a, it's a safari vacation gone bad. I mean, people who want to, Listen, it's been me. I've been locked in the house for by all of us have been, you know. This is uh this is gonna um you know, really brighten up your uh living room if you stream it. Yeah, most definitely. And you have some like as you mentioned there, this is probably one of the like not the first time I ate a bad boy, like you wouldn't often play that kind of role. You would you your films down the years, you've kind of been a good a good guy. Yeah, I played a bad guy a few times. Uh, I was in a horror film called Piranha 3D, and I played a really bad dude, Matt. Spoiler alert. Um, I mean, it's been like 10 years now, so I think we can stop saying that. Right? What, what is the cutoff? Is the cutoff? Um, I think... Or endangered species. I don't know if we should say I'm a bad guy at this point. Um, I guess 10 years, right? A decade? Yeah. Yeah, you could say so, it then. If, if it's if it's out ten years, they have they, it's not a spoiler right. anymore. So a decade from now, when we re meet up for um, Endangered Species Five, um, <laughs> I will uh, I will tell you whether my character is bad or not in this, and then I don't have to say spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to say shout at the start. Turn off if you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> so fearful i get so scared about ruining the plot yeah it's, that's why i get so nervous because especially when i've just watched it so i'm like eager to make sure i don't ruin it <laughs> and uh i get scared i get scared for getting fired from it you know <laughs> it's made now they can't fire you no i know but if i give away like things i'm just afraid of like the studio lionsgate being like um so uh we are suing you uh the lawsuit uh will be coming henceforth you will be served uh and you will be held liable for uh lost in ticket sales for being a spoiler and that's what we do to spoilers here oh god i hope they don't come for me i don't have anything guys if you're listening lionsgate nothing I'm, all they have is this phone that I'm talking to you, and it's an older, it's an older Samsung. If they really want it, <laughs> yeah, same. So Lionsgate, it's probably not worth coming for me or Jerry. <laughs> bigger fish to fry, bigger fish to fry. I was going to ask you, Jerry, because you're because you've been in so many films and TV shows and everything. What do you get recognized most for nowadays? Like when people see you, is it more current stuff or is it like the older stuff like sliders? It's and- so funny. If somebody is about 30 or a little over 30. So like, I mean, I'm older, so I call them hipsters. You know, if like a hipster comes up to me. I know it's going to be about Kangaroo Jack. I know they're going to say I was a kid and I saw Kangaroo Jack with my parents and they took me. I know that's what it's going to be. If it's someone my age and they like start to come up to me and they go, Hey, aren't you? They're going to say, stand by me. Mm. Um, it's just, it's a generational thing, you know? I mean, to the, to the kids uh, and Uh, If you're really little, I did one episode of Sesame Street. So sometimes little children recognize me from that. But that's important if you're an actor. you got to hit the different generations. And it's all about the future. Because, you know, 
you got to just keep updating who your fans are. You got to make sure that you get them young. That's why when Sesame Street calls, I'm like right there. Yeah. Also, it's for edu- also it's for educational purposes. Very important, but mostly to keep the fan base fresh. Yeah, they're not all dying off. You're like, okay, this is the youth come through. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Stand by me. Uh, oh, you know what? If someone's like a sports fan, I can tell if someone's like usually wearing a sports jersey, they'll be like, hey, man. Uh, they'll recognize me from Jerry, Jerry Maguire because I played a quarterback in that. Yeah. So they think I'm like a athlete, you know. Um, but it differs, really. You know what? A lot of times I can tell um, if I go to like a Comic-Con or something. Mm. And I typically go as a plus one because my wife is there for Star Trek and I just like walk the floor and stuff. People recognize me from Sliders, a TV show I did. Yeah. Um, and that's always at Comic-Cons, you know. But that's yeah. how it, you know, I hate to generalize and stereotype people, but that's usually it's a different uh, you know, it's just different. Uh, just different people recognize me for different things. You know, oh. someone at a bar. Someone at a bar did think I worked at a pizzeria that they go to last week. I'm not making this up. <laughs> You're like, no, no. Well, he was drunk, and he came up to me, and he was like, "I'm in," and he hugged me, and I was like, "Hey!" I thought he recognized me, and he was like, "Dude, oh my god, that pizza is the best." Like, oh, thank you. And he was like, I mean, what is the deal with your pizza? What? How do you do it? How does it happen? And I said, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, your pizza, man, your pizza. And, I, you know, I also think people are just starting to get out of the house. So they're really get, going crazy. And then his friend explained he was drunk. <laughs> and he thought I worked at a pizzeria that he went to. So I get recognized for a pizzeria in on the west side of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, bless him. Bless him when he, his friends, so when he sobers up and his friend's like, you know who we met last night? And <laughs> you know what he that. said? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a dude from Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> There's, it's, you can ju- you can judge now of what I am because I recognize you from loads of stuff. But the first oh. thing that comes to mind, oh. what are you from? First of all, after all the other things, is Heartbreaker by Mariah Carey. But that's probably showing my age. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 that's a, that's my age bracket. <laughs> For those kids listening, I was in a Mariah Carey video. That is crazy. Isn't that funny? Well, you know what? I did go to karaoke last week. And I did sing that song, and it's a great song. I was really See? a part of a great song. You were, um, you were. An iconic song. Oh, and she was gorgeous. She is gorgeous, you know? I mean, it was uh, it was so fun. What a fun... Uh... And by the way, just like a weekend, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that over the weekend. I was working on something else, and they called up. Somebody dropped out, so I went down for the weekend and did it. And it was hilarious. It was so fun. Oh, I love it. Well, I know you have to wrap up now because you have some other calls. But before I let you go, I just want to ask you, I saw on, I don't know if this is true. I don't think I have anything else. Oh, well, maybe I do. Another call after this one, unfortunately. I'd, I'd talk to you for the next two hours. Um, but I saw that you can tell me if this is true. Wikipedia says to me, you're half Irish. Is this true? No, I am. I'm half Irish. My father, ah. uh, my father is actually British. And his father was from County Court. And my mother, my my maternal grandmother, 
is actually uh, from Belfast. So I'm wow. uh, half Southern Irish, half Northern Irish. How crazy is that? Oh, wow. See, I just yeah. sometimes I don't trust Wikipedia. So I had, so I had to ask. <laughs> uh, my grandfather, my paternal grandfather was from County Cork, uh, O'Connell. I'm sure there's a lot of O'Connells down there. I, 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 if ever I see one on Instagram or social media, I follow them. Um, and then my grandmother was from Belfast. Crazy. Uh, and they both emigrated um, to the United States as oh no my my grandfather emigrated to the U to um, to England um, and so my father was born in England but my grandmother emigrated as a child from uh, Belfast and and I haven't I'm, I'm I have not been to Southern Ireland I've only been to Northern Ireland to um, see my uh, see my maternal family I want to apologize to my paternal. Uh, family, uh, I will. Uh, I will get there. I just, uh, I just had a couple days, and and my brother and I decided to go to Belfast, and it was really fun to see the relatives. My, you know, my grandfather, my great grandfather, um, uh, fought in the uh, First World War. Oh gosh, I hope I'm not getting this. It could be my great great grandfather. It's one of the greats, uh, and so we wanted to go up there and just see. Uh, uh, he was part of a um, he was part of a, pl a, a platoon, and it was uh, it was it was a family thing. But um, uh, God, I wish I had better facts for you right now. I wasn't expecting this. I, I don't want to. I don't want to give like I don't want to like um, give wrong military facts. But my my grandfather served my good not my grandfather. My, I'm pretty sure my great grandfather served, and so we went up the family, and we had sort of a reunion up there in Belfast. Well, there's lots of O'Connell pubs around Ireland, so I when you do any, come, please don't quote me on any of my family's military facts. I don't want to. There's no like stolen valor here, but uh, <laughs> uh, we just um, went up. We wanted to. Um, um, we just wanted to see the fam, you know. So uh, really you don't funny. explain yourself. <laughs> my uh, my uh, grand. I was very close with my grandmother. Um, she is really funny, really funny Irish lady. Uh, God rest her soul. She really. Um, it's really funny when I was a kid. And uh, I wasn't acting, but I was getting in a lot of trouble for, you know, being crazy and just always getting in trouble for talking all the time. She really um, encouraged me to remain true to who I was, you know, and really um, used to joke a lot about um, how wild I was. And uh, it wasn't until I got on a set where... You know, everyone, had, you know, I was always getting in trouble at school. But then when I got on a set, you know, on Stand By Me, I was like, wow, this is what my grandmother was talking about. Like, these are my people. And it was really and it was funny that uh, grandmother came with me to um, when I had to shoot Stand By Me. My parents were working and you needed a guardian. And my grandparents came with me. And it was really really fun great lady oh, wow. Jerry it was so lovely to talk to you and hopefully we'll see yeah. you in Southern Ireland soon <laughs> cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out I'm gonna get my whole like family tree thing I have an email um, I'm sorry if I I misquoted any military service I appreciate all <laughs> everyone who's uh, served and sacrificed all right. Well, I trust you on that one. I'll just go look it up now. No money messing. <laughs> Listen, you look after yourself. Have a great one. I'll talk to you again. Bye.
Jerry O'Connell, what a legend. What a legend. The quarterback from Jerry Maguire. Mariah Carey's boyfriend in the heartbreak. <laughs> Stand by me. Sliders. So many iconic, iconic things that he's been in. And I got to chat with him all the way from Dublin. The joy of Zoom. So, so like as much as I give it a bit Zoom, it has opened up some serious doors for me in terms of interviews and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I ain't complaining. I ain't complaining about it. But if someone asked me to do Zoom quiz, go and jog on. <laughs> I did a little fact check on what Jerry was talking about with Kenya and they apparently Kenya has one of the strictest bans in, on single use plastic in the world, according to Greenpeace. So you can't actually get a plastic bag, a single use plastic bag in Kenya. And if you can get one, the company who imported it or manufactured it or sold it has gets hit with a massive fine and the person who bought it or used it also gets a fine. So apparently plastic bags are now smuggled in to Kenya because, you know, we can't be dealing with not having plastic. But um, it's still huge, like obviously how amazing that's gone on. And in protected areas, so like national parks and stuff like that since last year, um, there has been a, a ban on the single-use plastic, so plastic uh, bottles and you know knives and forks and stuff. So stuff that we're bringing in here, so that's great to see, and it is happening, of course, all over, all over the world, and it's great to see it happening in Africa as well, and then in Kenya because they do have some of the world's most amazing animals, and we want to protect them as much as we can. Um, so you can go on and see that article that I was reading um, is 34 plastic bands in Africa and it's on Greenpeace's website. Um, I didn't go and check into his entire family history there. <laughs> taking ages. We only talked on Wednesday. Um, I'll trust his word. It's amazing. Like we do want to get him over here to Ireland. I'm sure if there's an O'Connell's family uh, in Cork who are listening or an O'Connell's pub in Cork, they're going to be listening to this going, listen, we need to get the invites out because get Jerry over. Can you imagine? Great crack. Get the whole family over. That'll be, that's a way of bringing Hollywood to Cork now, right? I've given you the option there, Cork, and you better invite me if you do get him to come over. Or, you know, if he comes back to Belfast, um, which is amazing. So, yeah, it was absolutely class to talk to him. Endangered Species is out at the on digital download, so you can get that um, from, let me just get the exact date. It's available on digital download 28th of June, and then it goes on DVD on the 5th of July. So it is out in a couple of weeks. So make sure that you go and check that out, especially if you like me and you love Africa. 28th of June, digital download. So that'll be, you know, the usual places we've been, you've been downloading movies, whether it's YouTube or Amazon or anything like that. And of course, then it's on DVD from uh, just a week later. So this is the end of season one. Uh, if you've only tuned in for this episode, you've missed some great episodes with Matt Cardle, James from Geordie Shore, Montana Brown from Love Island, McLean Burke from Fair City, Chloe Watkins, who plays hockey for Ireland and is going to the Olympics. Um, Michael McEnhattan from Game of Thrones. Who else have we had on, on it? Jeannie Mac, my mind has gone blank. There's been 15 episodes. Adele Lynch from Bewitched. Uh, Brendan Lawler, who's a disability golfer from Loud. Look, there's loads there. So if you do have the time, do have another listen to another episode today or just scroll back and add it to a playlist you have if you're like me, you'll have like 50 episodes of things you have to be listened to. So I have a playlist of podcasts. Uh, if you're on Instagram, come find me, Tis Yourself and or Nicola Barden, of course, and follow me there. Tell me who you'd love to see in season two because I'll reach out. I'll put the feelers out. I've got feelers out for a good 10 people at the moment and I, I just need to keep adding to them. And the bigger and the better, you know. Um, If you've liked what you heard, please do go and leave a review on iTunes and five star only. I think all the other stars are broken, but only five star works. <laughs> and uh, maybe you can put down your favorite Irish saying. 
maybe just instead of review, click the five stars and put down your favorite Irish slang word, your favorite Irish saying, confuse the heck out of people. That would be absolutely gas. And when they're reading it, they're like, what? Why? Why is this in Manky? What What does that mean? <laughs> Why does it say taking the piss? I don't know. What's this all about? Um, and if you do want to hear your voice here on the Tis Yourself podcast in season two, all you have to do is send a little voice note to me on the email, which is well, tis yourself. That's W-E-L-L-T-I-S, the word yourself, all one, no stops or anything like that, at gmail.com. Well, tis yourself at gmail.com. Send an audio little clip of maybe your favorite slang word, your favorite saying. You know, we want to hear some Kerry voices. I want to hear some Donegal. I want to hear some Belfast. I want to hear some Sligo. I want to hear Leitrim. Get them in there. I want to hear all of, I want to have a clip from every county in the country. Send me a little audio and you never know, you could appear in season two. Until then, I thank you for keeping me company for the last 15 Saturdays and I hope you enjoyed and hopefully I'll be back with you now in about four weeks. All going well, maybe a little bit sooner. Who knows? Until then, look after yourselves. Good luck, goodbye, go on, go on, good luck, good luck, bye, 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 bye. Come here to me. No. 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 That's done. No. Good luck. Slauncher.